This is the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wobblers, where we're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. I'm here with David Barton and Tim Barton. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wobblers. David Barton, of course, America's premier historian and our founder here at Wobblers. And then there's you, the audience. Yes, in fact, I want to highlight the fact that you're the most important part of this program. Because we're here to talk about all of these things, but then encourage you to take action. Just like we take action in our local communities, in our state, we're encouraging you to do the exact same thing where you live. So as you listen to today's program or any of our other Wobblers programming, we want to encourage you to be a person of action. Now, that may mean that you're doing a Sunday school class and diving into some of these materials or hosting a biblical citizenship class at your church or in your home, a voter registration drive. Maybe you're running for office, whatever it is. We just want to encourage you to make sure that you're taking action, that you're standing up for truth, you're defending truth, and you're persuading others about that truth. You're helping to spread the word. You're being a force multiplier. Now, I want to remind you one more time. I mentioned this uh, yesterday, but don't forget, Constitution Day is coming up, September 17th, big party in Fredericksburg, Texas. We're going to have a wonderful time of fellowship and fun. Great, great time in Fredericksburg, Texas on Constitution Day. It'll be that evening of the 17th at 6 o'clock, Kirk Cameron, Brad Stein, me, Rick Green, our family, the whole thing. We're going to have music, all of it. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time. We encourage you to come join us. PatriotAcademy.com is the website where you can go and sign up. You can come in from all over the nation, lots of great places to stay. But I do encourage you to stay over and do a constitutional defense course at the new Patriot Academy campus, our new beautiful ranges, ready and rolling. We're having a great time already having classes. You need to get in one of those constitutional defense courses. So just come to the Constitution Day celebration and stay over and do your constitutional defense course. All right, David and Tim, I I almost said uh, later in the program, we'll have coach Joe Kennedy with us. No, we already did that. So we had coach Kennedy with us last week, but the three of us didn't get to talk much about the lasting effects of his case. And, uh, and of course, you know, the nation uh, joined him last Friday to take a knee as he returned to the football field. So it's a joyous occasion that, that he's back on the field, not being discriminated against, but even more joyous and more joyful to know that that Supreme Court decision uh, that our friends over at First Liberty, Kelly Shackelford and those folks uh, fought that thing for, what was it, nine years, eight years, whatever, that the lasting effects of that, oh, wow, what an open door for us to restore religious liberty. Well, and, and I'd point out, too, for uh, those that follow Wobblers on social media, we did a social media video about this last week, uh, encouraging people, if you are a part of a school that has a football program, to show up at the football game on Friday night, to go down to the field after the game, to have a, a time of prayer, which is what Coach Kennedy did. Uh, and this is something that, for those listening... Wait, you didn't tell everybody that doesn't have football to go ahead and go pray on the baseball field, even if they don't we, have a football field? We were field, talking about sports, Rick. We are covering sports in this program. So, so, in other words, you guys are sportist. You're, you're sportist. You're, 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 I mean, you're discriminating against other sports. Is that what you're saying? I did make a joke about homeschool families if they want to go out in their front yard and play football and then pray <laughs> afterwards, right? But <laughs> That's good. Uh, the, the reality is, for all those listening, is, is this is a movement... Uh, which Coach Kennedy's story, uh, remind everybody, and, and certainly go back listen to the program last week, uh, go to First Liberty and, and find out more about his story. But he was the Marine veteran who was the football coach in Bremerton, Washington. He took a knee uh, at the end of the football game, and by taking a knee, uh, the game was over. Teams have already divided, gone different ways. He'd go out to the 50-yard line. He would kneel down, and he would say a prayer thanking God for the game and freedom and America and the football players and 
and and his students saw and they were impacted and they wanted to praise it's a free country you can join it was a growing movement uh, there were other schools who reached out to his school and said it's amazing that you have a coach doing this and what the the impact on the students and, and so it was literally a compliment email that led the school to go wait a second we can't have somebody doing this and, and so they came and told him that he couldn't pray on his own anymore and he said you can't tell me that i can't pray as an individual uh, and then they ended up firing him for that. And, and we're, I think it was seven years is how long the case went before it got to the U.S. Supreme Court. Seven Nonetheless, it, it, it took years of of a fight to get him there. He was finally uh, restored this last year. He's actually coaching right now this fall. He's out there. And so First Liberty had a movement where they were encouraging everybody to, if, if you're, again, connected with a school that has football, and, and even if you're not, you can, if, if you live in a, a place where there's a public school, you can go to the, the public school football game on a Friday night, and afterwards, you can take a stroll out on the field, and you can pray. You can still participate in the movement, even if you're not at a school. Uh, your school doesn't have football, but they want to, and now that this is upheld constitutionally as legal, they want to encourage this movement and see really a restoration of faith back in some really basic levels. And, and athletics used to be one of the very basic levels that before before games, and, and this was, I, I feel like, almost universal for sports, people, they would come out and they'd have a time of prayer. It was also along those lines when oftentimes there'd be a national anthem, that there'd be different components to kicking off the sporting event, but there'd be a lot involved in this. Uh, and, and we've lost that over the last several decades. But because of Coach Kennedy's case, the U.S. Supreme Court, which actually led the U.S. Supreme Court to say, that they would no longer uh, uphold the Lemon decision. And that's what had the Lemon decision was an earlier case from 1971, which had led them to say that Coach Kennedy could not do this. And this is an earlier court that said that seven years prior, uh, before he won this victory. All that to say, the current Supreme Court said that Lemon decision, that's a ridiculous test. Let's throw that out. Coach Kennedy can pray. So these rights have been restored. But if you have rights that are restored, they're only valuable if you utilize them. And so that was the call from First Liberty is let's, let's go back and use these freedoms we've just won. Let's utilize these freedoms. And so that's what this call was. Now, that happened last week. Rick, as you mentioned, I mean, incredible that people all over the nation were participating in this. Uh, and this is something that we'd encourage people going forward. Every Friday night when there's football, and we could say this about the end of a basketball game or volleyball game or uh, you know baseball, whatever the sport is, this is now something that, again, legally, constitutionally upheld as permissible for people to, and even coaches, teachers to go out and pray at the end of sporting events, expressing their religious liberty. So this is a really great thing. And man, so incredibly thankful and proud of Coach Kennedy for what he did. And, you know, this is a, Tim, as you pointed out, it's a huge decision. This is a decision that affects the entire nation, not just his job. It's the entire nation. We're talking hundreds of millions of Americans who now are in a different position with the expression of their faith. They, they can now do things they hadn't been able to do for years and decades. And so as you look at how much impact Coach Kennedy has had on the nation through that decision, I was reminded, just going back and thinking in the interview, there's a couple of things he said that I thought were really key on how he got to this point. And if you guys remember, he was talking about as, as he was coaching over those years, and, and they were kind of little by little kind of shutting him down. And he had been praying with the players, and that had been fine. And as you point out, Tim, a compliment is what got the legal investigation going, which is a point for just a minute. But that compliment was you're praying with your students, and you can't pray with your students anymore. He said, okay, I'm not going to pray with my students. But he went off prayed by himself. 
And then the school comes and says, but you can't even pray by yourself. And I thought the comment he made, he said, you know, as a Christian, I can do that. I, I can stop praying because I can pray anywhere. He said, but as a 20-year Marine, I was unable to acquiesce to what they said. And this is the thing of, all right, I, you know, Jesus says, turn the other cheek, and I can put up with all sorts of offenses. But there comes a time when you have to put your foot down because it's not just about you. It's about everybody else. And so while he individually could have said, okay, if, if the boss at work is tired of me praying, I won't pray anymore. I mean, he could have done that. But then what does that do for everybody else? And the fact that he said, 20 years as a Marine, I can't do this. I got a constitution. I got a country. I got to stand up and fight for them. And I'm recalling back with Paul, Paul the Apostle, in, in Acts 16, when they had him in jail there and they beat him as a Christian, he suffered that and didn't say anything. And, and they try to move on from it. And he says, but by the way, I am a Roman citizen. And I'm not like you guys. I have, I'm a native-born Roman citizen. You guys bought your citizenship. I'm, and it scared him to death because he invoked the Roman citizenship. He invoked his constitutional rights as a Roman citizen. And suddenly all the leaders of the city come to him and say, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to do this to you. We didn't know who you were. And, and that's the kind of stuff where Paul could have said, you know, as a Christian, just turn the other cheek. But there's times when you have to stand up for behalf of the movement. And I thought that was really important. He didn't know that this was going to turn into a national movement, but he did know that he had to stand up for his rights. And when he stood up for his rights, look what the result has been down the road. And this doesn't mean that every time you stand up, it's going to be an earth-shattering result, or you're going to get 300 million people who can suddenly pray. But it does mean it's always right to stand up and not just back away when someone tries to intimidate you or threaten you. Well, and along those lines too, guys, remember when he when he said his football team, he, he kept them in the loop of what was happening. And, and the football team... Uh, when he told them, like, I'm not going to back down, and, and they're probably going to fire me, the football team was asking him, Coach, please don't do this. We, we want you to keep coaching us. They, they loved him so much, they didn't want to lose him. And it was at that point he realized, I have to take a stand for the sake of these boys because, right, what, what is the example I'm setting if I say that my faith is not so important or Christianity, Jesus is not so important? Uh, and so just, I mean, his testimony is so clear the whole way. Uh, absolutely incredible win. But, you know, guys, one of the things we've been talking about now for months, almost, I mean, arguably since this happened last year, uh, even since the, the, this early summer where the U.S. Supreme Court came out with several more major decisions dealing with pertaining to religious liberty, we've been talking about the new opportunities that are now there for families, for, for teachers, for coaches, for states, uh, for students across the board. There is so much opportunity to restore religious liberty based on some of these recent decisions from the U.S. Supreme Court, not the least of which is where the U.S. Supreme Court said that they're no longer going to uphold or recognize the Lemon decision. And, and, and that you might want to explain some details after this. I'm going to give, I'm going to give the brief synopsis and, and Rick, Dad, if you guys feel like it needs more depth, you can. The Lemon decision, essentially the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the standard where they said that the only time you can do something religious in public is if you can show or prove it's not for religious reasons. Now, there's a little more to it than that, but that's, that's the essence of it, that you can't do religious things in public unless you can prove, I'm not trying to be religious, it just happens to look like it's religious. But that's, that's a ridiculous standard, because why in the world would you want to have a prayer in public unless it's so that you can have prayer and talk to God? Of course that's religious. The only reason you do religious things in public is for religious reasons, and they said if it's for religious reasons, you cannot do it. Now, this, by the way, led to more than 7,000 cases 
where people were told they could not do things to express their faith because it violated what became known as the lemon test, this lemon decision, where they said, wait, were you doing it for religious reasons? Then you can't do that anymore. And there have been people that found workarounds. Uh, For example, there was a case where uh, the court said that you can't have nativity scenes uh, because clearly nativity scenes, it's, it's not just celebrating Christmas, it's celebrating Jesus, which happens to be the reason for Christmas as part of the name Christ Mass. Like it's the whole thing is silly, but it it led certain groups to say that, well, we won't just put out a nativity scene. We're, we're going to put out Santa. We're going to put out uh, reindeer and, and, and right, snowmen and the abominable snowman, right? Whatever. We're going to put out all these kind of Christmas displays. So then... Right, it just so happens the nativity scene is a part of it, and so now you'll see a lot of of courthouses, especially small town USA. A lot of courthouses they'll have Christmas displays, and they will have nativity scenes, but it will be surrounded by lots of other Christmas things because the workaround people found was they could say, "Hey, we're not doing this just for religious reasons. We're doing it because it's part of a holiday tradition people have." Well, there's there, there's nothing wrong with people having been strategic up to that point, but we are now at the place that. You no longer have to put up Santa Claus and Rudolph unless you just want to. Now you can, once again, make Christmas truly about Jesus, making it actually about Christ. Just put up a nativity by itself, and part of it is because when Coach Kennedy won his decision, the U.S. Supreme Court identified the only reason he was told he couldn't pray in public is they referenced the Lemon decision, the court that that made that decision. They referenced Lemon. And they said, based on the standard, you can't do it. And so the Supreme Court said that lemon has always been a terrible test. It's now unequivocally overturned. Like, this will never be used again. And because of that, there are now more than 7,000 cases, 7,000 examples. And I think it's it's more than 7,300 specifically is the number we heard uh, from a group of religious liberty attorneys. But, But they identified, of all these cases where people were told they couldn't do things, and the reason they were given was the lemon test. Well, all of those things are now back on the table where people were told that, that students couldn't have, have prayer at, at, at schools or in their classrooms, that, that students couldn't mention Jesus in their graduation speeches. And, and we can go down the list of these 7,300 cases, but the bottom line is now because of the Coach Kennedy decision, all of that is now back on the table, which is an incredible opportunity waiting us here as we go forward. Yeah, the one, the one thing I would add, Tim, is, uh, you know, David, you were so ahead of the game on this. I'm just looking at my copy of Original Intent, and 20 years ago, you talked about how bad the lemon test was. You talked about why it had led to all these other bad decisions and how many times it got cited over the years and just what a destruction, uh, you know, wrecking ball it was to religious liberty in this country. And, I, and the only guy I know of that beat you to the punch was none other than Scalia, who called it a ghoul in a late-night horror movie in one of his <laughs> dissenting opinions back uh, about 10 years before you wrote Original Intent. So uh, I just want to say, man, if, if there are listeners out there, if you haven't read Original Intent, we talk about all these cases all the time here on the on the program, and in Original Intent, you really get that history of how we got so far away from what the Founding Fathers intended, and you, and you learn so much about all of these cases. But I thought that was a great summary, excellent way uh, to, to, to set us up as we come back from the break to talk about how to challenge now those 7,000 bad rulings out there and how um, you know th- this is a, a wonderful opportunity, not just for this you know next few months. This is going to happen for years to come. So stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Bombers.
guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have at Wall Builders called The American Story. For so many years, people have asked us to do a history book to help tell more of the story that's just not known or not told today. And we would say very providentially, in the midst of all of the new attacks coming out against America, whether it be from things like the 1619 Project that say America is evil and everything in America was built off slavery, which is certainly not true, or things like even the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization itself, not, not the statement Black Lives Matter, but the organization that says we're against everything that America was built on and this is part of the Marxist ideology. There's so many things attacking America. Well, is America worth defending? Well, what is a true story of America? We actually have written and told that story, starting with Christopher Columbus, going roughly through Abraham Lincoln. We tell the story of America, not as the story of a perfect nation or a perfect people, but the story of how God used these imperfect people and did great things through this nation. It's a story you want to check out. Wallbuilders.com, The American Story. We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. We're uh, we're talking about the Coach Kennedy case, which we had uh, Coach Joe Kennedy last week, and uh, we, we we've been talking a little bit about him. I, I think, guys, I just love the fact that he's a tender warrior, man. This is a Marine that is tough. He can fight. He's like you know our friend John Lovell, a warrior poet, right? But he also loves the Lord, and the fact, like you said, Tim, that he he knew when his boys wanted him to just you know give in, you know do whatever they said, just so you don't the feathers don't get ruffled. He knew. Nope, that's exactly the wrong example. So what a great guy and uh, excited uh, for what this decision is going to mean in, into the future. So before the break, we started talking about what it does mean legally and how now we've got the opportunity, you know, not that we want this stuff decided by the courts, but this is the arena where this stuff gets fought. And uh, and the Supreme Court has opened a huge door at this point to relitigate all those bad religious liberty cases. Yeah, and there's a really important point that Coach Kennedy made last week. Do you remember the way all this got started was there was a compliment given about what he was doing with his team and the other team after the game. The teams came together in unity. They prayed. People weren't objecting. It was a compliment. It was another educator from the other school who who contacted the school and said, this is so great to see this unity between teams rather than hatred and, and cooperation. And, and, and so it was a good thing. And it leads to the school saying, you can't do this anymore. Now, that in itself is ironic. Here's something that people are praising, that educators know the school, the opponents are praising, and because they're praising it, you can't do it anymore. But you remember what he said was they took it to the school attorneys, and the school attorneys started saying, oh, you can't pray with the team. Oh, you can't pray by yourself, even silently. you got to stop it all. This is a really key point, and over the last three years particularly, we have seen so many victories with local people, local communities, local churches, local groups getting together and saying, our school board is crazy. We got to have a different school board. And so we, we've seen the turnover in Houston. We've seen the turnover in Denver and Colorado Springs and Wichita, Kansas and Boise and Miami-Dade County and hundreds, if not thousands of local schools across the country where parents have just had it. They don't like what's going on in the library. They don't like what's going on in the classroom. They don't like the CRT. They don't like the gender stuff. They don't like it. So they're taking back the schools, and and the warning I give to every one of those who gets elected is, look, this is a new spot. You're going to be there. Remember why you ran, because when you get on, the school attorney and others are going to say, now, you're here to support the superintendent, and you're here to support the teacher. No, you're not. You're not there to support the system. And what happens is the school attorney is most often, so many times, are the ones who say, oh, you, you can't do religious expression. You have to do the gender stuff because this is diverse. It's the attorneys that give the wrong advice, and people need to understand that when you're a school board attorney, that may mean you're good in 
administrative law, maybe you're good in contract law or insurance law, but you're not a constitutional attorney. That's not why the school board hired you is because you know the Constitution. And we have seen so many times, I think the, the stats I saw two years ago, where only 11% of law professors are conservative, conservative constitutionalists. So nine out of 10, 10 out of 11 law professors are going to have a progressive view that is not going to be what the Constitution says. And, and so when a school board attorney comes and says, oh, you can't do this, that's when you need to turn to the guys who do this at the court, like in the case of Coach Kennedy. You go to First Liberty, Kelly Shackelford, you go to Liberty Council, Matt Staver, you go to Alliance Defending Freedom, these groups that do this all the that is what they do solely is constitution. So having said that, when for example, with, with what Tim said, schools can go back to having nativity scenes, but your school board attorney is most likely, and I'm not throwing every school board attorney under the bus. We know there's some good school board attorneys out there. But like law professors, they're a definite minority. So when you go to the school board and say, hey, I want to put an activity scene up, your school board attorney is probably going to say, no, nah, you can't do that. That's that's unconstitutional. And he said, no, no, no. You need to see the decisions in 2019 and 2022 because the court said you can. Three cases now, they said you can. And it's the same thing. It's time to have uh, it's time to have prayer graduation again because that was only stopped. I mean, we've been doing prayer graduation since we've had higher education, since we've had lower education. But that was stopped because of the lemon test. We need to go back to, to teaching creation science because that is a viable science. But no, 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 we, we can't do that because, again, the lemon test. All this stuff that has made schools so ardently secular, the rug has now been pulled out from under their feet. But if we keep acting like the rug is still there and keep not wanting to walk on it and, and not change things, it, it's not going to help. So uh, the, the website that Tim gave, and Rick, you even gave it, uh, when we're talking to Coach Kennedy, restoring faith in America. I mean, the, just take the first letter off that RFIA, go there, all sorts of legal guidance is there. And and this is where, like Coach Kennedy, we need to be offensive-minded on this and say, you know what, I, I can't afford to back down because of all the kids, because of my team, be, because of what this means to so many others. I, I'm not going to let them talk me out of doing this just because the school attorneys say this is the wrong thing to do. The school attorneys are wrong. The Constitution's right. And so if we can get that kind of mentality and step back into these arenas and, and you know, go in armed, go in equipped, talk to First Liberty, look at the website, go in and, and, and say, hey, Mr. Principal, you may not be aware of this, but the court has really changed everything in the last three years. And here's a website you need to see. And I suggest that we start having Bible courses in the school again. And by the way, you could already do that. Uh, what they stopped in school was daily Bible reading over the intercom. What they did not stop in school was Bible courses. And so there's more than 200,000 kids today, 1,200 school districts that are taking the Bible as the only textbook in a biblical literature and history course, and they get credit for it in schools. So this can be done, and the courts never struck that down, but most people today and most school board attorneys would tell you you can't do that. So all this to say, get equipped, read a couple things. It's real easy. You don't have to be an expert on this. You don't have to be an attorney and then start pushing the envelope. Start saying it's time to get this stuff back in, just like Coach Kennedy did. This is something too, guys, that uh, to keep everybody in the loop, we've been doing this uh, for the last couple of years at our, our state legislators conference, our, our pro-family legislative network. Uh, we've been challenging and encouraging state legislators with opportunities of things they can do in their state. Uh, it's where even this year in Texas, uh, State Senator Phil King, he introduced a 
a piece of legislation that would have the Ten Commandments put on display in public schools again, because the only reason they were taken down was a, a case, Stone v. Graham, 1980, and they cited the limit decision, saying, wait, that, that would seem to be religious as why you want to display the Ten Commandments, and if it's religious reasons, you can't do that religious display for religious reasons, etc. However, now we can go back and do that, and so we're seeing some of these state legislators that are taking active steps to restore religious liberty and, and basic basic fundamental morals and values in our nation. And the reason that this really does matter in America as much, if not more, than so many other places, if you look at our system of government, our Constitution, John Adams very famously said, we quote this often, John Adams says, our Constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. As we're looking at our nation right now, and we are seeing so many problems in our nation, the number one underlying issue of why we have problems in our nation is because we've lost the biblical foundation, that religion and morality that allowed America to thrive and function. The Constitution was made, designed to give freedom to people. But if you give freedom to immoral people, all they do is immoral things and it won't work. And therefore, you have to have more government. You have to have more control and more regulation. The only way we maintain freedom in America is with the underlying foundation of religion and morality. If you want to help promote that, we would encourage you. Contact your state legislature to tell them that they ought to come to the pro-family legislative network or to the conference specifically that we host every year in Dallas. Come down. They'll be able to join with hundreds of other individuals from different states, and they'll be able to hear firsthand information of a lot of what's going on from different policy experts from around the nation and certainly get a really solid foundation of constitutional principles that we need restored in this nation. Uh, but man, huge props to Coach Kennedy for having the courage, the backbone, the fortitude to stand up. And now we are all benefiting from his courage and the victory God gave us, which is just incredible news. And, and of course, huge props to to our friends over at First Liberty, Kelly. The you know all of the all the folks that that had the vision to know, hey, we can win this, and they fought it for that many years, and uh, and they're now ready to take it to the next level and encouraging people to bring those additional suits for religious liberty into the future. So this is a good season for us, folks. As uh, as Kelly has told us several times over the last year, we have more religious liberty now. Uh, than at any time in our lifetimes. So tremendous, tremendous opportunity. What a great way to round out the programs. Uh, Thanks again to Joe Kennedy for joining us last week. And thank you for listening to Wallbookers. We stand undivided.